Welcome to Spiritual and Empowerment Living with international speaker, spiritual mentor, and best-selling author, Tia Johnson, as she discusses spiritual and women's empowerment topics to assist you in igniting your spirituality and empowering your quality of life. Let's welcome your host, Tia Johnson. Hey there, spiritual trailblazer, and welcome to episode 205. We're in the 200s. Can you believe it? This is Confessions of Tia. Tia's in the hot seat. Guys, I got a special guest here, and I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. You'll find out in a moment. So if you haven't checked out this week's blog post, go ahead. We are diving all into the goddesses and that goddess element. This week's blog post is how to invoke the goddess and goddess rituals for sex, divine magic, manifestation, and beyond. So yeah, it's a juicy one. <laughs> so head over to blog.tmariejohnson.com. And if you're driving and thinking, Tia, I can't write it down. No worries. I got you covered. Go on and look at the description for this episode when you get home, because the link will be there for you. And because my very special guest today is my best friend who's going to be asking me questions, which is why I'm in the hot seat today, I want to direct you to our blog post we did last year. It was number three. So out of all of 2018, that was the third most viewed, unique views uh, from the Spiritual Empowerment Living blog. And uh, one of the last episodes I did was to talk about that. So head on over to the post Best Friends Day, the Bestie edition. We did that on Best Friends Day. And the link for that is in the bio as well. So Caroline, welcome on the show. I'm excited. Well, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be able to share with your your listeners and readers and your fan base and ask you some uh, tantalizing questions that I'm sure everyone wants to know. Yeah, like I said, I am nervous. <laughs> I don't know what she's going to ask. So uh, keep that in mind, guys. We did not rehearse any of this. <laughs> she is here. Yes, I'm a little nervous too. I'm not sure what I'm allowed to ask. Um, so me and Tia, we actually met each other. We went to the same college, um, but we met each other after we graduated from university and we formed this amazing bond that I know not a lot of people are able to do after college. So I've been very lucky. Tia's been in my life for over 10 years and in about a month, she's going to be part of my wedding. Um, and so me and Tia have had lots of adventures and traveled to several places. And what comes from that is we ended up having a lot of um, crazy moments. And so um, I'm a little nervous about what I can ask you. So let's, <laughs> I guess let's start. Um, let's get started. Let's get started. Oh, wait, before we get started, can everyone send all their positive energy for Caroline? Because like she said, her wedding's coming up and we need all the positive vibes. Okay, so thank you. Now we can go. <laughs> thank you. And we do need all the positive vibes. You never know. Um, okay, so Tia, you know, when I first met you, you were thinking about creating this business and um, there was some apprehension can you talk about, you know, what was that moment that kind of made you go, I don't want to really hold myself back anymore. And I want to begin this journey to start this business and to really 
you know, embrace your spirituality because for a while there, um, if I remember correctly, you were really trying to hide it because you weren't sure how accepting people would be of it. Yeah, that's a an, an excellent question. Yeah, I do remember that. So I, I used to take the book cover off of my books when I would read uh, all those spiritual books because I was very nervous about people finding out. And I, huh, that's a good question. What's the, the turning point? I would say the turning point would be when I had taken an angel therapy course and I started to wake up at one, one, one in the morning, two, two, two in the morning and my vision starting to pick up even more. And so that's when I really thought, okay, this is something that I really need to share and tell people. And I can't keep this to myself because when I was taking that course and in unison with reading several books, I was starting to put names to the things I've been seeing and experiencing since I was a child. So that was definitely the turning point, taking that the angel therapy practitioners course. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I do remember when you first started, not all your family was on board. How do, right. you, how do you think, you know, that affected you? And how do you think you eventually got that to change? Because some of your biggest fans now are those family members who initially just denounced everything about it. Yeah, it was it was really tough. And I I think that the change happened when, well, I gave some family members readings and it, it came true like two, three years later. But besides that, it was just a constant action. They knew I wasn't doing anything bad, evil, harming anyone. I, I really believe that it, it was just a process of seeing the background work, not just the end product because I had a lot of books <laughs> all around and I was slowly, some books you can't take the covers off because they're paperback. And yeah. I was getting questioned. Yeah. I was getting questioned a lot. I was very nervous to answer the question. So yeah, it, it was a series of things. It was them being able to see the, the, the work in progress, the end result, and then giving those readings really helped, especially when they came true, even though it happened years later. That's good. Um, yeah, it just, you know, I know many of you have known Tia or listened to her, following her for the last five to six years, and some of the, of you are much newer. Um, but Tia, you know, she's she's been very embedded in spirituality from a very long time. And, you know, when me and her first met, I don't, I think she was even reluctant to share that with me until we you know, became a lot closer. And then she did. Um, And even that, you know, I saw her over the years, um, over those initial years, really start to embrace it and grow into it and just be comfortable with it. So it's been, um, it's, it's wonderful to see the growth and see you being so, um, so great with everything that you do and have this wonderful following that you've developed. So next question I have set you up on a number of dates Um, and, you know, over the years, you've gone on a a, a number of dates and there have been guys that you've liked, guys that you've walked away from. And overall, you know, I I guess what exactly are you looking for, Tia? 
That's a good question. And I, I talked a little bit about what happened on New Year's. <laughs> so yeah, she has hooked me up with a couple of guys. And those days have been interesting. And they're, they're probably make like uh, really good mem- memoirs someday. <laughs> because, you know, you take a little bit from each experience. And uh, so I, w- I would say when I'm looking for, besides the you know, he has to like Harry Potter, you know, we have our, our side jokes, like, oh, he has to love The Bachelor or something like that. I don't watch The Bachelor, but uh, he would definitely have to be adventurous, like love to travel. Traveling is something that's just is in my blood. That's a must. Um, he has to really be open-minded, but understand that there are times where I just need to be by myself. Not that I'm trying to push anyone away. Sometimes people get offended, but there are times where I do want to be, you know, with certain people. The other times I need to be by myself. Uh, I would appreciate it if he can recommend very great restaurants to eat at or at least cook. We can cook together. And by cooking together, I mean, I have one task. So Caroline, I um, I don't. Oh my gosh, this is her first time on the podcast. So she, I was going to say if you heard the story before, but you haven't. I have broken some of her appliances. Um, I'm a terrible cutter, <laughs> so you have broken. Uh, yes, you've broken things that somehow I I. <laughs> so so I'll, I'll share this story because I uh I thought it was hilarious. Um, I do think the story is pretty funny. Um, so. I used to have a uh, annual, I forgot what we even called it. It was like a breakfast bar where um, all my, my girlfriends, probably five or six of us who were really close. I'd have them all come over and we'd, you know, have a sleepover. This was when we were in our twenties. So we, you know, we'd have our sleepover and the next morning we'd create this thing called a breakfast bar, which had like, you know, a plethora of, mimosas and bloody marys and scrambled eggs and one thing that i i had bought was this uh waffle maker which was you know one of those belgium waffle makers where you pour the uh (laughs) sorry it just cracks me up you pour the um the batter in it and you close it you turn it on and then it beeps and lets you know your waffle is made and they come out perfect i don't know what tia did but (laughs) she poured the batter in and about a half an hour later, I'm like, Tia, is your waffle not done yet? She she, she had burnt this waffle that was like the easiest thing to make to a crisp. And then she scraped it out. And this poor waffle maker was just completely done, done for life. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were just having a jolly old time. And I, I remember I just jumped up like, Oh, snap. And it, it was done. I, I did offer to replace it. So <laughs> that was like six that years like ago at this six point. Six years ago. I do not have a new waffle maker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he would definitely, definitely need to have some culinary skills. Um, I, I, I want him to be someone who's commanding. Uh, I want him to definitely, I feel like um, um, Spice Girls, he got to get along well not get with my friends but get along with my friends (laughs) because we are a tight-knit group so um and we do have group travels and things like that i want them to be funny uh 
I, I want him to be able to su- surprise me in a good way. For example, if it's something like he'll meet me somewhere and he'll bring my cinnamon dolce latte with an extra <laughs> shot of espresso, no whipped cream hot, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, what a nice surprise. So things like that. I mean, of course, physically wise, you know, I, I want him to have some muscle tone because I like that. Um, and and I want him to have enchanting eyes. Are you I just like, are you just looking at a picture of the rock and describing that? <laughs> no, I'm not. But you know, when I said uh, when I thought about physical wise, I, I did envision his bicep. <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I want him to have enchanting eyes. So when I look into his eyes, I get lost. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want him to be strong and commanding, family guy, all that jazz. I like it. I like it. So Tia, something that you've uh, you've touched on during your your uh, explanation of what you want from a guy um, has to do with food, and mm-hmm. um, I feel like we need to talk about you and food. Uh oh. If your viewers, listeners, fans want to completely understand you. So you um, had a experience when you were younger where you were very excited about a, a certain meal and you went and you stockpiled your plate full of this um, particular um, item, macaroni and cheese. And when you tried it, it was horrendous. And from that day on, you swore not to eat anyone else's food. Um, And then after a while, you slowly started doing that, um, where you started eating and you started, um, you know, trying different food. And now you've become a little bit of a foodie. Um, Do you want to talk about that? Or can I ask you my next real question? No, you, you you can definitely uh, we can talk about that because yeah. Um, so as you were talking, I was having flashbacks, and <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my age right. So I want to say ten. Tw- I was like ten or maybe thirteen, so like that age range, like preteen, early teen, teenager. And yeah, I was over a friend of the family's house and I, I was for some get together. So all the food was laid out like a buffet and my pop pop was next to me and he used to call me Pooh. He said, oh, Pooh, this food looks good. And I said, yeah. So I <laughs> all this macaroni and cheese on my plate and it's just like the Sugar Hill Gang song, you know, the macaroni tastes like wood. So I sit there and I am just so happy. So even a background story to that. My mom went to cooking school. Like, she knows her stuff. She has special knives that no one can touch, okay? And and then she started working for the Department of Defense, but she spent, um, I don't even know how many years, like, like, legit cooking school. So before Hell's Kitchen, it was the institute that she went to, and it was a big deal. So I, I, I'm used to eating, like, really good stuff every, diff- every night. It was something different, and, you know, she made a lot of stuff from scratch or she'll use like good stuff. So that's my background. And we had one really close friend in the family who had passed away. Uh, she was also a good cook. So it was really just when everyone went her house, I eat her food, but then it was my mom's food. And sometimes my grandmother. So uh, here I am at this get together and my hopes were, were really high because I was hungry and it looked really good. 
I ate the macaroni and cheese and it was as if a Dementor came and sucked all the happiness <laughs> out of my life. Like I was so hurt. You know, when you're at the movies and it just zooms in on the face, like, and like I just, I can't even explain how it just hurt my soul. I was just so hurt and disappointed. I felt betrayed. I felt like, and, and, and the lady had a nerve to be like, Oh, you know, so-and-so made the macaroni and cheese. If that happened now, I probably want to punch the person in their throat. Like, why would you let this overcook? Like, I, I didn't know anything about overcooking noodles or anything like that. But it, it just, it really bothered me because it's like you trust someone to make food <laughs> and it's not good. So now you have to spend X amount of hours there pretending to be happy, but you're hungry. So, and this is like in the 90s too. So hangry, that word didn't exist at the time. So anyway, fast forward. So I, I made a a, a, um, a, um, a a pack with myself that I'm not going to eat anyone else's food. This is my mother's or my grandmother's food. I'm not eating it, period. When I tell you that was a thing, that was a thing. Um, my dad, who like lived in various countries, traveled all over the world, he would take me to different restaurants. So that was cool. But then I didn't see him for a little while. So I didn't even go to certain restaurants. I was just like, nope. So <laughs> when I met Caroline after college, remember how old I was? I was like 10 to like 13 age range. After college was like, what, 21? I went to college when I was 19, 2021, 20, 22. It's so like tw- early 20s. So well over a decade later, Caroline... <laughs> Uh, she lived off campus and she had made, it was uh, rice and uh, egg and with tilapia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she's like, try it. And I said, I'm okay. I'm good. She's like, just try it. And I was scared, <laughs> but it was good. And I was like, oh, okay. She's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I got labeled cool because I can cook. So that's, uh, <laughs> that's probably where our friendship started. Yeah, that's probably where it started and, and, and broke down the barriers. I, I reopened my heart to other people's food, but not really. Um. <laughs> she, she'll go to certain restaurants and we'll, you know, if we'll obviously read Yelp reviews and all of that before we go. But um, yeah, I wouldn't say you've opened your heart to trying anyone's food because no, you know, not true. <laughs> no, no, that's what I said, but not really. Like, <laughs> um, speaking of food, I'm trying to decide if we should talk about Harry Potter or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I was a, a little punk, little, little, little nut there. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if we should talk about that, but you know, T and I, um, one of the things that we try to do is do this annual um, best friends trip. And what we do is for a while in our twenties, every single year we went to Mexico, we went to Cancun and we'd go out and we'd party and we'd eat and drink and eat and just have a really good time. And food was really, really important to us. And uh, so Tia, over the last 10 years, Knowing how important food is to you, what would you say has been the most disappointing um, food experience <laughs> you've had? <laughs> I'm laughing because I really try to block this out. <laughs> Every time I master blocking out this one experience, 
Caroline reminds me of it. <laughs> so this one time in Mexico, and like she said, we traveled <laughs> to like different places in Mexico. We were in Isla Mujeres and a lot of other places. So I don't remember if it was in Cancun or like one of the other, anyway, it doesn't matter. So we were partying and, you know, things like that. So we come back to the hotel room and we were hungry. Well, I was more hungry than Caroline. No surprise there. And uh, <laughs> I ordered pizza. And I know better. I should have just stuck to, you know, like fish or something like that. But, you know, when you've been drinking a lot, the first thing you think of is eat something that's greasy. So I ordered pizza and, you know, I'm just waiting like, yeah, it's going to be good. The doorbell rings. I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, dance to the door. I'm just really excited. And Caroline's oh, in the background. She ordered, she ordered room service. And, you know, we, we just ordered a ton of things. And the one thing, you know, we were in Mexico. And their food was really good. Like, they had really good, like, tacos. And, you know, a lot of their authentic food was really good. But there were, you know, certain things that, like, they're just not known for. And Tia saw this pizza on the menu and, of course, had to order it. Right. Like I said, I figured, you know, greasy. And so she's laughing because it's just so sad. Um, I open up the so – I, I lift up the, the cover and <laughs> there's one, a slice of pizza missing, and they put, like, some garnish there. <laughs> But it didn't look good. So I said, oh, man. <laughs> and But I took a bite anyway because I'm like, all right, you know what? It's probably good. I'm probably overreacting. Because my mom taught me that people eat with their eyes. So I took a bite, and I was so hurt once again. It's like I got teleported back to the time where I had the macaroni and cheese. I throw my whole body on the bed. So just imagine someone with their arms to their side. They just like, boop, throw, throw themselves on the bed. And Caroline goes, are you crying? I said, I want to, but I can't. <laughs> this, pizza, this pizza looked like, you know, it looked like it was, um, do you guys remember in elementary school, you used to get those like square pizzas? Mm -hmm. It was like a round version of that square pizza. Like, you know, it, it's passable, but it wasn't like an amazing pizza. But Tia was so sad. She went, she, I've never, I hadn't seen her do this ever, but she just threw herself on the bed and like, I could see the tears and the, like, they were struggling to come out, but they just couldn't. <laughs> and the funniest thing is she got back up and went and took another bite because she really wanted it to be good. <laughs> I really wanted it to be good. <laughs> Yeah, then I throw myself back on the bed. And I don't remember if I ate anything. Also, then the next morning, I ordered waffles. <laughs> and they took one waffle out and they put strawberries and berries. And I was so heated. I was like, I want my whole damn waffle. You liked the waffle, though. You did enjoy it. It was good. But I was just like, why do they keep taking out a slice? What are they doing with this slice? <laughs> that extra slice. <laughs> yeah, they would quarter it into fours and then take out one wedge to, like, you know, put whipped cream and make it look cute but <laughs> good times it's been fun um so tia our most recent trip uh was to costa rica <laughs> yes yes it was <laughs> um uh what do you think <laughs> I i'm trying to decide where i want this question to go um 
Can you name your top three most memorable um, events from that trip? Well, I would say, well, we'll start off with one. The, the, the number one definitely would be the ATVs. Um, so we ended up going ATV for like, I don't know, three hours. And one of the things she didn't notice, but she was, she was just really wondering why I was so excited to go ATV. And like, we, we were thinking about doing it, but I was just like really excited. So Karen was like, okay. And I said, no, you understand. I wanted to be Eve when I was a kid, you know, and she was the first lady of Rough Riders. So, so Carol was worried about me on this bike. But I'm like, no, I've been mentally, mentally practicing for this very day for years, right? Like, I want to be five seven, thick in the thighs, you know. Like that was her, her, you know, verse to her song. Like, yeah, I'm five six. I didn't quite make it, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so we get there, and she's worried about me, but I was cool. I just my engine didn't start right at first, and the guy helped me out, and then I was just off. And of course, I'm, I'm thinking, dun, 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 you know. <laughs> Caroline's like, look at, like, really? So number one definitely would be the going ATV, and that was fun. I would do that over and over and over again. Two, I would say, would be the the um, the friends that I met. So these two raccoons, and they were besties, apparently. Um, normally, there's, like, a family of five raccoons on Yelp. You know, people are saying, like, there's five. I don't know, but there were two besties. And they were, the, they were the raccoons who were afraid of us. So while we were constantly running from them, they were like, oh, humans, and diving somewhere. But we didn't really catch on to that. And we kept seeing them, especially when we were trying to chill at night because they are nocturnal. So at one point, Caroline was running, but she didn't want to leave me behind. And I'm trying to run, but her, her dress was long and flowy. So I'm doing like a football, you know, motion, you know how they, they practice with their feet. inside the ropes i'm like ah because i don't want to step on her dress so two would be the the raccoon bestie that just kept following us apparently and (laughs) three would be the the crab in our room and and that whole like screaming spraying my oh gosh yeah i totally uh, forgot about that that was that was traumatic so we were actually staying so costa rica's beautiful country but we were staying at an eco-friendly resort um, which is wonderful. They're, you know, they're very friendly with um, the environment and the animals. And uh, But as a consequence of that, you know, the animals are very integrated. And these two raccoons, they just, we would be in the pool and we'd look over and we'd see them lurking. And we, we would be walking and we'd see them. And like, we just, we would scream and we'd try to run away. It was just, it was so funny. And then I forgot... I forgot about that video that I took of you with Ia. Oh my God. I hope you deleted that. It was just the most. So like when something really bothers me, I usually attack it. I mean, some things I run, like her sister lives on like a, a, about a two acre property. And so they get like these beautiful insects, like a beautiful moth, but it's beautiful from a distance. (laughs) I thought it was a fairy. I'm like, oh, it's like wooded area, really tall, beautiful trees. And then got close. I was like, oh, it's really close. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that, that was, um, that, that was something that was really, really something. So when I see like insects and stuff like that, I have to see it die. I, I, if someone kills it for me, I need to see them kill it. 
And I say that because I won't be able to sleep. My friend tried to do that one time. I was in a car with him. And so I, I see, you know, eye floaties. So I'm in the car, we're about to go on the highway. And I'm thinking it's an eye floaty. Here it is, a spider coming down, you know, by me. So I kindly, and I use the word kindly loosely, unbuckle my seatbelt and I am now sitting on the dashboard and I'm telling him to pull over. <laughs> so he did that and he's like, okay, I got it. I'm like, no, you didn't. And I'm glad that I said that because it came out of the seat. Like, would it crawled on me? So, you know, I'm like, no, I need to see you kill it. So yeah, I had to attack it. So I used practically all of my hairspray, my dry shampoo and perfume. Caroline was cracking up. She's like, that's going to be the best smelling insect <laughs> It was like the small, there was this like tiny, tiny, I think it was the spider, wasn't it? It, it wasn't like, tiny. I don't even want to say what it is because I, I don't like saying it. it. It was, it was something that had too many legs and it, it wasn't was so tiny. Small. It was so small and he was freaking out about it and it was like hiding and every time this poor little spider would like try to sneak out, Tia would be there with her hairspray that she was like spraying him with. <laughs> But also, it was more like, ah, stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so meanwhile, there was a crab in our room that we had, to, <laughs> we had to get security to help us get it because he was on the side of the wall like, I dare you, I dare you, you know, clamp, clamp. So, yeah, I, I still wonder how he got to our room because we weren't that close to the beach. It would have took him probably about two weeks to get there. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's that's a little bit my fault because when I hear people say things and this has been me since a kid, you say, Oh yeah. Eco-friendly. I'm like, Oh, so they have like ergonomic chairs and they're going to have like some birds. That's cool. Iguanas, little lizards. Cool. And, and she did say this. Can I say no to you is eco-friendly. I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's going to be some lizards. Like I have it in my mind. Like, all right. Yeah. It's going to be some birds. It's going to be some, that was a whole nother world. <laughs> I was not ready. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it was a fun trip. It was a fun trip. Um, actually, I think that was one of the first times that um, we were we were in Costa Rica on the beach, um, really at the end of the strip, and so our resort was was basically the only one there. It was in Tamarindo, and what was really cool about it is at night the beach was just really dark. And I think that's the first time I ever saw like stars and could clearly see them twinkling. Um, So it was, it was a really cool trip. And that was one of my favorite things from it. Yeah. I I forgot about that. The beach part was really nice. So there was, uh, I think it was a full moon. And the more we sat down and and our eyes got acclimated to the night and, and the light of the moon, the more we could see. I could see my hands. I saw my toes. I saw the, the whatever that was out there. The um, the, the not the reef, but like rocks and stuff yeah. that were out there. It was very beautiful. It was very Pirates of the Caribbean mm. uh, feel to it. I really did enjoy that. We had some really nice, cool breezes and, and views. It was it was really beautiful. We sang a lot of songs. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we made up some songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. So that's, um, hmm. All right. So let me think of some more questions for you. What is something not work related, not business related, um, and not even love related, but something personal, just very personal to you that you'd like to accomplish in the next five years? 
Uh, something very personal I'd like to accomplish in the next five years. Hmm, that's a good question. A lot of stuff I think about, you has to do with business or something like that. Very personal. You know what? Yeah, I know what it is. I think about this often. I would love to have a like a mini mansion. Um, I guess I would call it a mini mansion or, yeah, because I don't, I don't want like a huge, huge one. But I would love to get at least a big house built where I would have um, like eight rooms and I would have a meditation room, a library um, a movie theater. And I say that because one of the things that I miss doing is having game night or just nights where I have my friends over. Actually, Caroline, I was thinking this morning, it popped in my head when, uh, when I used to come visit you when you lived off campus, how it like uh, our other friend, like Amisha was there, other people were there and we would just all hang out together and we would like just fall asleep wherever because, you know, we're in our twenties. So, you know, we're, you know, it, it was just such a cool time where we just got together. So one one of my most personal things that I would love to do is have a house built um, where it had like those rooms where I really play a part in creating the house. So each room is designed a specific way, whether it's square room or circle room. And I would have my friends come over and you guys would just be over for the weekend you know, whether it's like a, a bi-monthly thing or like whatever, you guys just come up, you know, uh, and, and I'll have like a, a chef make us, you know, like dinner and stuff all all throughout the weekend. I would have uh, uh, um, like a fire pit. I want a pool, um, a hot tub, uh, a hookah station, just for us to just really chill, you know, just, uh, you know, and, and, and really just enjoy that time. That's something that I really want to do to build a house that I don't have to leave to enjoy anything unless I want to see um because I do like operas and like art museum like exhibits at the art museum so unless it's something like that there's no need for me to leave my house that's a good one I like it I like it um I will tell you since we've been looking for a house to buy the bigger the house, the scarier it seems to me right now. So uh, <laughs> move closer. That way you can come and just protect the house or something. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I still have a bunch of holy water. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. Trust me. I've made Andreas drink some. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me see. All right. We've covered your love life. We've covered your food. Um, what is something, so one of the great things that, you know, we've been able to do is we've created this really great friendship. Um, what do you, what advice would you give people, um, in their thirties or late twenties or, you know, later on in life, because I think making friends later on in life is just a little bit more difficult. Um, what is some advice you would give to people on how to build a positive, honest relationship later on in life. Wow, that's like deep, deep. <laughs> um, I, I would say, well, one of the things that, that comes to mind is, you know, like an unconditional love, like really being there for someone. You know, people, they, they want to have friends, but they look at, you know, what they can do for them all the time. And if they don't like one thing, then it, you know, they, they sometimes go to social media or they tell, you know, a bunch of people 
you know, it's okay. You don't have to like every single thing someone does. You know, I mean, like I wore blonde hair. Like it was fine until I got a, a deep tan and then my makeup didn't match anything because we spent so much time at the pyramids. <laughs> so it was just like, okay. Um, but yeah, is is one is that you just had to understand that you know, you aren't even perfect. So how could you make the love for your close friends conditional? That's crazy. So mm-hmm. that's one. Uh, two is to, and this is something I learned with Caroline, and this is because I just developed thick skin over the years because I just that that's who I am. Like I'm just I'm. Uh, I I grew into being a leader and when you are a leader, especially, you know, it's like the whole makeup firstborn. I mean, you could be second born or the youngest and still be a leader, but you know, sometimes when you're firstborn and you hard on yourself, you do not let many people in, you know, you don't let people see you with your guard down. I mean, me and Karen, we've been to Turkish baths a couple of times. So, I mean, like, if we weren't best friends, then I think we became best friends there <laughs> because you're in your birthday suit. So, um, yeah, uh, two t- is to learn how to be vulnerable with the right people. Some people are just nosy. Some people want to feel secure based on what you can't do. So, you know, you tell them that you're going through something. Some people feed off of that. Uh, so it's okay to be your complete, you know, goofy, nerdy, whatever, quirky self, you know, tell people your deepest, darkest, but it's probably going to be two people, to be honest with you. So one is just to be vulnerable, but with the right people. And if I come on the third one, I would say just, you know, be open, you know, some, some things you just have to try out to see if you like it. And just when you think no one's into it, there's someone else that's into it. So just, you know, just go out on a limb every now and then, you know, take a, a risk. You can start off with something small and then you just build from there. But just be open. Just just give it a try. And and once you do that, then you can really understand the friendship and you can see if it has its limits or not. For example, I have a friend who I go to art exhibits with. I just... I love it that this, he scrolls were in Philly at the Franklin Institute. Uh, she came over. We saw that. We saw um, the Leonardo da Vinci exhibit. Uh, there was, um, what else? Uh, the Cleopatra exhibit. So all these exhibits, that's what I love. But she's not into drinking. She's not into dancing. So I wouldn't ask her to come out for a ladies night out because that's not her scene. So once you figure out, you know, just going with the flow and being open, then you can understand the levels of your friendship. Wonderful. That's that's <clears throat> great advice. So don't force a friendship to be everything. Just appreciate it for what it is. Right, right. Like, for example, you love Hamilton. And, you know, she went to sing the songs. And I don't, I don't have anything against it, but I just, I don't want to see it. My mom wants to see it. I'm just like, oh, okay maybe I'll like treat her and my stepdad to see it. I know the tickets are like crazy expensive, but you know, maybe I'll do that. So it's one of those things like that's, that's her thing. You know, it's like, all right, she loves Hamilton. There's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's just like that. Just, you know, go with the flow. Let, let your friend have their moment. (laughs) Oh, another thing I, I, I just thought about is, it's okay for the attention not to be on you. So we came back from Caroline's bachelorette party. It was in Putacana. I had a lot of fun. 
And someone had asked me something like, oh, did you fire your man in Putacan? And I said, well, I wasn't focusing on me. You know, so it's okay if your friend has their spotlight, okay? Have you ever seen Beyonce and Kelly? You know, like she is like, you know, with Beyonce's mom and they are jamming to her music as if it just came out, you know? She's going to her concerts. All right, so it's okay for your friends to have their moment in the limelight and you support them and you will also have your moment in the limelight and they will support you, all right? So, you know, it doesn't always have to be about you. <laughs> I like it, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. So Tia, um, what do you think, let's see, how juicy do we want this? What do you think is um, your best asset hmm my best asset <laughs> um my best asset uh <laughs> one thing I, I have said um before is <clears throat> i can listen very well and not um place judgment uh, but I don't. I don't know. That's my best. That's the first thing that came to mind. But let's see. My best asset. Best asset. Oh, I know. I really love my sense of curiosity. So I, I was laughing before because I wanted to make a, a joke because <laughs> that's just who I am. Um, but I would say my my level of curiosity i'm always curious about the human uh, like the psychology of people or the the human psyche why people do what they do sociology um, i'm always curious about the planets the solar system i'm always curious about <clears throat> experiences people have whether they travel to a different country and they learn something about the culture there the history of that country I'm always curious about people who immigrate to the United States, you know, what's their story. I'm always curious about what people are going through. People, what I have learned within the, well, like middle of 2018, like, like it really just came full circle, circle is that, and, and it's also a combination of reading humans of New York on Facebook is that people go through a lot of stuff more than, than you can possibly imagine i mean we would see characters in the movies and think wow that's a crazy story but people really are going through a lot every day and they still had to show up for work they had to show up for their kids they had to show up for their family they had to show up for themselves and <clears throat> and for, for that we are some amazing beings i mean i'm really surprised more people don't drink to be quite honest i mean i don't know the exact statistic you know per state you know but i'm just surprised i don't see people walking down the street with a bottle of alcohol in their hand because it's a crazy crazy world but just going back to my point i would say my my greatest asset is that i'm always curious about something i don't take everything for face value i'm curious about the other person's perspective and sometimes people look at that as being confrontational but the thing is people forget about having a conversation people are, are busy trying to prove their point then when someone's curious about something, they're asking questions, they're saying, you know, I, I don't really agree with that. And people get offended and then it just goes downhill. So I would say that my greatest asset is being curious enough to beg the differ, to explore and to, you know, just, just walk 
off the beaten path. <clears throat> okay. Well, so here are some. How about I ask you, um, pick a number, five, five or ten, just really fast questions for you to okay. answer. Uh, let's go full, full throttle, ten. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, in the past, people were buried with items that they would need in their afterlife. If you had to pick three items that you would want to be buried with, what would they be? Two things come to mind for sure. One is a picture of, so one of my dear friends, who Caroline knows too, he got baptized and it was a big deal for him. And one of our mutual friends' dad took a picture of me, him, our friend who also baptized him and Caroline's fiance, soon to be husband. And it was a really cool picture. The father printed it, or he, he, he does photography on the side. So he kept it in black and white. And it's, it was just such a, a great moment for my friend. And it was a really sacred moment. It, it was, it was um, a trying time for him leading up to that baptismal. And his closest friends at the time showed up. So I would definitely want to be buried with that because it's just a symbol of strong friendship. And and the power of you know stepping out to do what works for you because you know he he was changing religions and and you know his his family like you were saying with my spirituality had to warm up to that. Uh, <clears throat> the second one would be the collage you made of us. I thought that was really cool. I like when people make stuff. Uh, that, you know, clearly comes from the heart and they took their time to do it. So I thought that was really cool because if it was, you know, like a time capsule, if it was something like, okay, in 2019, 2018, you know, whatever, uh, what was it like? Like, did, did people still actually get along? You know, it seems like it's just a crazy world at times and, and people can't voice their opinion sometimes. So definitely that. And the third one would probably be a book. Um, I would say probably Messages from Spirit because that was the first book I read on my spiritual journey. And that really was the, the book that started the, the whole process. Um, the stuff I learned in that book really made sense. So if I were to take that book and, you know, the next life and people open up, you know, they discover my coffin, whatever. It's like, oh, my God, with this book, I would still want to spread that knowledge. I would want that to continue. I would want people to see the knowledge or, or read the knowledge and then see the power of a tight-knit community. Wonderful. What is one movie that you could watch over and over and never get tired of? Oh, It's a Wonderful Life. I, I cry at the same parts. It's a Wonderful Life. Good. Where's one place you'd like to go that you haven't been yet? Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so, you know, Game of Thrones just came out. I love it. You love it. But several people don't. Um, and on my news feed the other day was just a lot of people talking about why they didn't really understand why everyone was so excited about Game of Thrones. And I mean, you know, I just don't understand that. But what is something that is popular now that annoys you? Something that's popular now that annoys me. Hmm, let me think about that one. 
because <laughs> I was stuck on the, the non-Game of Thrones people. <laughs> Go live on an island. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, something that's popular that I don't like. Um, wow, popular that I don't like. Popular that I don't... Oh, uh, I don't know how popular this is as more as a build-up. I don't like that people put a lot of their information publicly, publicly, like all their business, their relationships and stuff like that. And a lot of people love it because they're like, oh, you know, it, it really, it, it really makes me see how, uh, you know, so-and-so is real and, and, you know, they're just keeping it real and stuff like that. But I think it really crosses a lot of lines. It actually makes me uncomfortable because I don't feel like I should be knowing certain things about another person's man. <laughs> I don't feel like, um, and, and the thing is, some things you just can't avoid. You know, I I was really good with my algorithms for a while on Facebook um, before I even bought Instagram, where I was just seeing videos of puppies, comedians, and, you know, makeup. So something happened, and I started to see more of stuff that I don't care to see. So I think the popular thing that I don't like is how people so freely go to the internet to talk about their business mm-hmm. and and you know d- d- just that whole like oh I, I gotta put it on social media or or if someone offends them instead of approaching that person and, and talking to them about it or even you know whatever conf- confront them they take it to social media that's a popular thing that's going on that I, I don't like what is the best compliment you've ever received the best compliment I ever received. Best compliment I ever received. Huh. Um, I gotta think about this one. The best compliment I ever received. I felt like I told somebody thank you from like the bottom of my heart recently. Huh. The best compliment. We got we to gotta come back to that one because I, I don't remember. Okay, that's fine. We could come back to it. You know, it's, it's nice that you can't figure out the best one because that means you received a lot. Um, okay, here's another one. What is the most amazing true story you've heard? The most amazing true story. Most amazing. Someone did tell me a cool story recently. That's such a good question. Ooh, the most amazing. Tr- oh, <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, so I was at a restaurant, and this is like a recent one. It, it was cool because, again, it, it goes back to my um, my thing about having like really good friends. So I was with the, another friend and we were just relaxing, eating outside at a restaurant. And these two guys come along, we started talking to them and they were talking about their travels. And the one guy was saying how um, he opened a hotel in Brazil. And then he asked his friend who was with them to, you know, become part of that, that venture. And I thought it was really cool because, well, this guy, he traveled with his friends too. Like I traveled with my friends but the fact that he was just like, yeah, like, let's, let's do that. He just like thought about something and he just did it. 
and he's an older guy. It wasn't like he was um, someone who just thought, oh, you know, I, I was in Brazil and I'm young, so I figured why not? You, you could tell that he thought about that. And the fact that he included his friend who he trusts, I thought that was pretty cool. So whatever he's doing down there, it's, it's a great thing. And here it is. He's in Philly now for the moment and he's just chatting it up with a couple of ladies and then he was just talking about how they went to thailand and his friend was on stage with the woman and you know just going on and on and on so i would say that was recently the coolest story i heard that he just opened a hotel like that's crazy it's pretty cool pretty cool um what do you think has been the hands down funniest moment in our friendship <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> some things are not gonna be no I'm just joking uh one of the funniest things is well it's like a combination because it happened the same weekend uh <laughs> so I am someone who maybe is by conditioning maybe it's because I'm a night owl I just oh. four, <laughs> four hours of sleep and so I can still feel people's presence around me. I'm the one who can be asleep and you get close to me and I just pop up like, boo, like, ah. <laughs> one weekend I was over there and we were watching Frontier with Jason Momoa. He's in there. And Caroline's words are always, Tia, turn off the light. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. I never turn off the light. Uh, <laughs> so she comes back out. I'm sleeping. No, what, hold on. Let me preface it. This. <laughs> what had happened was we had done what was one of our favorite things to do when she visits is we order a ton of Chinese food and we just park ourselves and watch <laughs> shows or TV and just have a really nice like girls night in. So at this point it was like three or four in the morning and Tia was on my couch, and ladies, she was asleep. She was definitely asleep because I was awake watching the show, and I can tell you, she was asleep. So the instant I moved to go turn the TV off, she's like, oh, oh, I'm awake. She hadn't been awake for the last two hours. So I said, okay, I'm going to go to bed. Do you mind just turning this off? Now, I could hear the TV show on, and I could here, Tia sleeping. If you catch my drip, <laughs> or you can take it from here. <laughs> so <laughs> she 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 walked up, but I haven't. I didn't know that she walked up. And remember, I see things like I see archangels. I have visions. So I felt her presence, and I slowly opened my eyes. Because I'm just like, oh man, God, please! Like I really don't want to see any angels like I don't want to see anything right now I I am trying to relax because I that's what I'm doing so I slowly open my eyes but I see her in freeze frame so imagine someone who has one leg forward one leg back <laughs> one arm up one arm down and as if they're about to take off running but they just freeze so I'm looking at her looking at me to see if I'm up and no, I'm not no. moving because I'm just like oh god oh god no. is it an archangel <laughs> You know, and I'm like, oh, it's a human being. I'm like, oh, it's Caroline. And she's like, oh my God, you're up. 
So that was funny because between like the whole, oh, so my contacts were, and I fell asleep in my contacts. And so my eyes were glossy. So. <laughs> she, she was like, oh, I, I was trying to turn the TV off, but I was trying to be very, very quiet. So I was like, I was moving so slowly. So I didn't like make any noise. And the thing is, is as soon as I got right next to her, she opened her eyes, but very slowly, but she wasn't looking at me. She was looking out the window. Yeah, I was looking, because I was. <laughs> so I was equally terrified as to what was happening, because her eyes were clearly open, and she wasn't looking at me, and I was just like, I'm not going to move, because I'm not sure what she's going to do. <laughs> And I didn't want to look directly at her because, like I said, like, you know, it's just, you know, you get these visions. You're just like, oh, no, please. Um, so then the next day, uh, <laughs> we have some some of our, like, our, our songs that play. So she's in the bathroom. Our song comes on. And so the bathroom door is closed. And I walk over because I'm just like, oh, let me go get the comb to to, you know, comb my hair. But I also like the dance in the process. And not that it matters in front of Caroline, but she just always looks at me like, why are you doing this? So I just like slowly walk over and I don't know if she heard a creak in the floor of my footsteps. She opens the door like, ah, I was like, ah, but I just froze. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, our song was on and it's just, it's one of our favorite songs. And it always, whenever it comes on, we always get so excited and we dance. And so the song came on, and I was in the bathroom getting ready, just, like, doing my makeup. And I was like, oh, my God, our song's on. And I was like, hey, Tia. And as soon as I opened the door, she was standing right there. But I guess she got scared, so she just stopped and, like, wasn't moving. <laughs> I just froze with my hands up, and my eyes were like, ah. <laughs> like, there's nothing coming out of my hands. But I was just like, ah. <laughs> and Karen just laughs so hard. She just like slides. She her she puts her back to the wall. She slides down, laughing hysterically. And I'm just like shocked. I'm like I was. I didn't expect you to open the door. Oh my god! I gotta I gotta work out from laughing because I was. <laughs> it was just cracking me up. Like she literally like every part of her froze. Her hand, her toes, her fingers, her eyes. Like her mouth was partially open. It was just so weird. <laughs> I just like I was like ah. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I think we're getting down to it, but this is a a good question for you. Very random. What's the most interesting piece of trivia you know? Uh, what JC stands for in JC Penny? Well. I mean, do you want to share? I mean, I, I could. So mm-hmm. this is the one thing. The reason why this is my favorite piece of trivia because, and I'm saying this with such angst. So my one friend, uh, I'm not even going to call him out here. He doesn't listen anyway, but he's so smart. Like really, he's, he's an intelligent guy. And we have this thing where we ask each other trivia questions, but he knows all the answers. He just, he's smart. Like I know a lot of stuff too. I used to watch Jeopardy as a kid. I still do from time to time. But he just knows it. And one time I asked him, what does MASH stand for? And before I even released my phone from my hands, like, like seriously, I went to put my phone on the bed, but dropped it. Like I'm dropping the mic. I'm like, yeah, he's not going to know what MASH stands for. 
my phone buzzes and he told me it's like mobile uh assembly hospital something like that i forget but it was basically a, a mobile hospital in the military they don't have it anymore and i was so annoyed that he knew that that i couldn't even finish my coffee for it i was like why does he know so anyway i found out what jc stands for jc penny so i text him i said hey what does jc stand for in jc penny and finally he got back to me i don't know and i said it stands for the guy james cash of course he didn't like it he thought it was corny and i said nope i won this one and i will forever remember that you did not know what jc stood for in jc penny so that's my cool trivia who is one famous person dead or alive that you would be best friends with i mean not best friends because like obviously but you know the position is taken Mm -hmm. but who i'd be friends with yeah or you know who would you be best friends with who's like one person dead or alive but not just that you'd like you know want to sit down and get knowledge from but like actually be really good friends with like hang out go out and right. eat with and do things with. Hmm. <laughs> trying to think some of the people who i like hmm some of the people who i i like they they were musicians but they had a very um if they were fighting a lot of demons like alcoholism so you know i don't think it would have been the best friendship so let me see who would i dead or alive friends with hmm well one person alive i know because for some reason i was thinking like who who'd be a dead person i feel like it would would be a dead person for some reason but I would say Whoopi Goldberg. She's very knowledgeable. Um, she is very straightforward. She, she'll tell you, you know, like what it is. And from what I've read, she's a very generous person. You know, she will, you know, give you the shirt off her back. So I, I just think having a cool conversation with her, really like being her friend, going out to lunch, I feel like that would be a um, a, a, an interdependent relationship. I, I feel like it would be a very cool, interesting one. So definitely Whoopi Goldberg. Great. Um, that, that's very, that's unique. So that's, that's cool. Um, what was one thing that was cool when you were younger, but is not cool now? <laughs> um, points if you did it and um, kind of low key regret doing it be it a trend or makeup style or whatever it is hmm yeah i don't think there's anything i regret doing um let me see there was one thing that that was a trend when i was young and it was one summer the color was lime green and i didn't even like lime green but that was the trend and i wanted to be in and so i went uh clothes shopping and i convinced my mom because i didn't have any money i was like i don't know a kid and she went and got me well, I picked it out. All this, this lime green clothes. You couldn't tell me anything. Lime green shorts, lime green jacket, Yay. lime green shirt, mm-hmm. everything lime green. The fall came and lime green was not in style. And I had absolutely nothing to wear. 
and I felt completely stupid. <laughs> uh-huh. I would say that that was a trend that looking back, it was just Tia, Tia. I mean, you know, kids do these things. Mm-hmm. I, I And I was like, I would never How get... How were you? Um, I was in grade school. I wasn't in high school. Oh, okay. What about something that like was cool in high school that you did and uh, isn't so cool now? Cool in high school. Cool in high school. See, I'm trying to figure it out because I went to Catholic school, school so we wore uniforms. Ah. Um, the the one thing we did that was well, it's, it, it would be cool now is each year our emblem had a different color. So I had different color sneakers each year. That was cool. But I'm trying to think something that was cool then is not cool now. Mm-hmm. No, that was still eighth grade. I was thinking the butterfly clips, but that was still eighth grade. It wasn't well, they, were, they were pretty cool back then. Um, yeah. I was watching this video recently that was like, um, this girl did a tutorial of like what it would be like back in the 2000s if, you know, she did a beauty tutorial oh i saw that that was hilarious yeah like the blue eyeshadow i used to rock the blue eyeshadow yes she did um she had the spice girl journal mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that was yeah or why don't you marry it yeah i, I used to say stuff like that hmm. um something that that was cool then that's not cool now oh i know this was like when cell phones were starting to like really become a thing you know like they they weren't like the 80s black phone they were starting to be the the phones that were smaller but you still had to press like um five four times to get the o or something like that so we were assigning people uh ringtones because that was the thing texting still wasn't a thing like that because you had to keep pressing the numbers but it was that and then and and so it was that and uh what you call it like the prepaid cell phones, because again, you know, cell phones weren't really a thing yet. So I had, <laughs> I had like a Scooby-Doo ringtone. I had uh, a ringtone that just went off with different colors. Yeah, that, that would not be cool now. Now it's just, it's just a simple ring a cool sounding ring is not a landline ring but yeah that's something that was definitely cool in high school to have different ringtones <laughs> that i i would not rock a scooby-doo ringtone now yeah i understand that um actually could be kind of cool you know like a throwback but we'll let it slide who knows we're not cool anymore <laughs> um, okay so last question unless you want more but what's the first thing you would do if you woke up one day and you were the opposite sex. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, uh, I know exactly what I would do, but um, I think that's probably for another show. Um, <laughs> uh, the second thing I, I would do is, uh, uh, let me see. The third thing I would do is, <laughs> Let me see. Let me really, really think about this. If I woke up the opposite sex, what would I? I feel like you've already thought about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is confessions of Tia. But if I say it, we would have to rate the episode um, mm-hmm. a different. We had to give a rating. You had to get an E <laughs> for <a> explicit. <laughs> um, 
Let me see if I woke up the opposite sex, what would I do? Um, I would probably try to spit some game. I, I would try to see like, hey, like, would I be a cool dude? Like, what would I, you know, have to do? Because I think I'm a pretty cool woman, you know? Mm-hmm. When, you know, still, some, some people don't, you know, approach me, but <laughs> some do. But I would wonder if I had the the swag, you know, to pull, mm. pull a woman, like, you know, like, I, I'm a dude now, so, you know, like, am I a good-looking dude where I don't really have to do much? But then it's like, okay, I would have to do much later because good looks only get you so far and i'm an average dude i'm five six so i'll be a five six guy oh mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i would have to have some swag you know some women right. don't like right. short men right so yeah I, I would probably see if i could try to mac you know showing my age mac i mean I look spit some game kevin hart is not a very tall man but he's very confident and he's funny and i'm sure he attracts a, he could attract a lot of women He's married, right? So I wouldn't say he can, but, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people find him attractive. It's funny, attractive. Yes. They, driven, positive. Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot comes with that too, you know, and, and this is just overall, not not just, uh, you know, with Kevin, because Kevin Hart is funny, you know, great personality. But, you know, some guys, they the, the money helps, you know, it's just like, oh, he's, sure. mm-hmm. you know, He's four foot eight, but oh my gosh, you know, he's worth $200 million. And sometimes that changes the whole thing for people. Not everyone, but I'm just saying it does happen. But um, yeah, I would see if I can, you know, spit some games, see if I can pull in the ladies. I don't think I'd be a good player though, because that would take too much time. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, isn't the whole point of being a player that you just don't need to invest that much time? I mean, well, you would have to remember the women, you know, like you got to remember Tasha from Jennifer from, you know, you Megan. Just, like, what if Megan doesn't with like the this? Same, same name and just like call them K. Yeah. Does <laughs> they all tease? Like, hey, T. Hey, but then what if T number one is allergic to fish and, and you cook fish? You're like, oh, snap. But that I mean, was Tonya that like fish. If you were a player, are you really like having people over where you're cooking for them and cleaning up? You know, like yeah, no, that that that's true. No, you're not doing all that. I'm like. not. No, I won't. No, <laughs> no. You know, honestly, you know what? Honestly, I, I probably yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't think I would be a good player. I think I would probably. I feel yeah. like you'd be a great player because I think you're thinking too into it. Like I think you're thinking like a woman, right? Because you're thinking like you would be a player where like you um like would show them each enough attention, but still like do your own thing. I'm th- like, when I think of a player, they're just like doing their own thing. They're not really like trying to make you feel all that special. Right. I mean, yeah, but they got to like do something to maintain you. Right. So mm-hmm. they might give you a necklace or, you know, if you in the shoes and Louis Vuitton, you know, so it'd be like, you know, something like that. Um, so yeah, I think, I don't think I would be, like a player's player, but I, I would definitely see if I can, you know, if I had some, yeah, yeah. as a woman, I don't really, you know, I, I don't really have to do too much, you know, macking. I just, you know, I, some, some people gravitate towards me, but a lot of times guys don't. So I'm working on that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's a little easier sometimes. So the, so, so the answer is the first thing you would do if you woke up as a guy would be try to max some game. After yeah, a one, 
after after doing one or two other things yeah yeah I would see if I had some some skills yeah I mean yeah I I would check out my body like all right let me see what I'm working with here Uh you know Mm -hmm. and then and then I'll I'll go and see if I can you know get get a lady you know you know yeah I mean I think it'd be very interesting to see like to see how the world perceives you if it's very different or if it's the same or if it's just you know I just I think it'd be interesting it it would be interesting what would you do if you woke up the opposite sex um I have no idea I mean probably you know see what's going on um and then I think I would just yeah I'd probably I think it would kind of depend on how long like what I know is there a countdown like is it gonna am I gonna change back in a month a day a couple hours it depends how much time I have um but I would probably just kind of yeah I would if it was for the short term I'd definitely just try to have fun with it you know like um you know just try to go out and like see dress myself really well so I'd probably go out first thing and get like a really nice tailored suit and just like walk around and see my reaction and then yeah see if I could pull some girls and you know yeah just see what it's like to live like a guy for a little bit I wonder if it'd be a little bit easier because I yeah so well maybe not I don't know because if everything else is the same I don't think I'd be able to talk about Harry Potter no actually that's not true because people still when I think I'm cool, my friends still call me dorks. <laughs> so I'd probably be my close friends would be like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I do think it depends because, like, right? Because I mean, if I meet a guy or a girl who's like, you know, very professional, and we're going out, we're talking, and we're you know conducting business, and everything's fine, and then like someone sneaks in a very subtle Harry Potter reference, I'm like, oh my god, you like Harry Potter? Let me show you this cake I baked. <laughs> yeah i'd be like let me show you this cake my best friend made yeah no that was cool that that's also i think i said it earlier one of my requirements for a guy so if you know you're a guy listening to this or you're in a, you're in a car with your sister and you know you hear this and you don't like harry potter just i don't know i i i feel for you just you know you can you can start reading you can watch all the movies and you know we, we could be friends we could start off that way you know <laughs> but uh so I, I thought about the question what's the best compliment anyone has ever given me I would have to say it was um it was yeah I'm still struggling with that one but I, I do want to answer that one I, I would say it, it had to do something with what I was doing some someone said to me um basically this guy so I had as I I had talked about in the blog post pay for my braces out of pocket so it it was a a bag as Cardi B would say and uh this one guy who done very well for himself financially he just said uh, you know, you 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 just you, you need someone else to pay pay for that. You like you got so much going on. Have someone you know like take care of you. And and I thought that it wasn't a sexist thing. He just because we talked a lot, and you know he was just saying because we had like a lot of sidebars that um, you know when he first saw me he thought that I was as his, as his words were a church church girl, 
But, you know, I had grown a lot since he met me and he just looked at it like, you've done so much, you know, let someone take the will, you know, like, like you're, you're so in a good spot. So in, in his way, it was just like, you've accomplished so much, find someone who could give you a break. He knows I could give myself a break. Like he knows I travel. That's not a problem. But the thing is, when you do meet someone, it's okay for them to take the will sometimes for them to say, you know, take a break, do what you want. What do you want to do? And that's the angle he was taking. So it was a really compliment to, for, for me, for some, even though I acknowledge it myself, it's really nice when people see what you're doing and they say, Hey, man, ha- have someone take care of you for a while. Like, ha- have someone treat you, have someone, you know, do some things for you. And and I thought that was really cool because powerful women, women on the go, leadership roles, sometimes we don't think about that. We just do, 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 do. You know, we're constantly doing things and we forget that it's okay to take a break. It's okay to let our significant other, as I said earlier, take the wheel and, you know, just direct. So I, I thought that was a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. All right. Well, um, what do you want to do now? Yeah, um, that was good. That was fun. I hope a lot of people learned from that. <laughs> a lot of stories. If nothing else, people learn how emotional I am with food. Mm-hmm. Um, I raccoons love the are a spiritual animal. Yes, raccoons are, yes, one of the animals on my spiritual totem pole. I don't need to find out anymore. It could just be a cat, a dog, and a hawk, and I'm fine. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> maybe a panther. Uh, and hopefully they learned a lot about friendship. Uh, I know there's a lot of people out there just between like being in Facebook groups and talking offline with people who really struggle with support. And I didn't realize how deep it was for a lot of people until I was really having the, you know, when you ask like five questions, you get deeper, you keep asking, well, why is that? Well, why is that? Well, why is that? And it's, it's easy to tell someone, oh yeah, you know, boots to the ground, uh, you start your business, ask for the promotion, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times people need support to do that. It's not as easy for some people everyone starts from a different starting point and even if you did start a little bit further there's always bumps in the road it's just different for it looks different for everyone so i i really hope that people learned a lot about friendship and and how that can be something that becomes a stronghold over the years i mean i'm at a point now that i am I'm pretty good. I, I, you know, it's just, if I meet any friends now, it's a bonus. They would be in like, I don't know what love, like round, like, I don't know, the second tier or first. I don't know. I have close friends. So we'll see. You, you never know. But yeah, I hope a lot of people learned the, the power of friendship and that, you know, if you see some red flags, leave, just, just plan an exit strategy. You don't, want to tell the person that you're leaving until you're actually like done so that way they're not ruining the strategy but yeah i i just hope that people understand they 
can bring goodness into their lives. It's just going to take some time, some some practice. But yeah, you'll you get the people and you, you'll get to the places. All that jazz. That was a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so any final words? I know I didn't ask you to ask like one question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any questions for you. Um, you know it all. Yeah, I, I, I know it all. It's funny. We were in Costa Rica and Caroline said, what's something I don't know about you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so thank you for coming on. It was a lot of fun, a lot of laughs, giggles. Yes, thank you for having me on. I hope, yeah. I, hope I was able to illuminate a little bit more about who you are for your listeners. Well, yeah, I think they have an image of me throwing myself on the bed. So someone is probably cracking up in their car. Oh, there's so many more of those so lovely, many. so many more of those lovely uh, incidences. <laughs> no, the tugboats, the... Uh... Oh, God. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I guess we can always bring you back on the show for another Confessions of Tia. Who knows what I would confess in the second part. Yeah, you might have to read that one a G, so I mean not a G and R. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, you use your imagination when I <laughs> wake up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> thank you for coming on. Uh thank you for listening everyone. You know, as always I am rooting for you guys. Many blessings. Be kind to yourself. And I will talk to you soon. Make sure that you look out for next week's episode because that's going to be juicy as well. I got some treats for you in that episode too. So until next time, bye. Thank you for joining Spiritual Living and Empowerment with Tia Johnson. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in to the next show. Want to continue the conversation with Tia? Follow her on Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope at Tia underscore Johnson underscore. Have a wonderful day filled with many blessings.